podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith alongside Martin Gritton. These are your football headlines for Wednesday the 10th of August. Glasgow Rangers are into the Champions League playoffs after they overcame a two-goal deficit from the first leg against Union Saint-Gilloise. Goals from Tavernier, Kolak and Tillman turned the tie around after a disappointing first leg. Rangers manager Gio van Bronckvoort said this game needed a big performance and the players gave a big performance. They play PSV in the crucial next round. The first leg is on Tuesday. There are growing reports that Man City midfielder Bernardo Silva could be on his way out of the Etihad to join Barcelona. A price tag of 80 to 85 million euros has been suggested. It is thought the Catalan club would have to pull the fourth of its famous levers in order to make the signing and register him, along with the other new additions they've made this summer. And after the backlash to the news that they might be adding Austrian striker Marco Anatovic to the squad, Manchester United have pulled out of the deal to sign the 33-year-old. Fans and journalists alike were unanimous in their disapproval of the potential signing, with reasons varying from his ability to his alleged racist comments made in the past. Those are your headlines. Right, Martin, let's start from the beginning then. Glasgow Rangers are through. I know as a Celtic man, a proud Celtic man, uh, this won't give you much pleasure. But uh, how impressed have you been by Rangers? Not only, uh, you know, last season in the Europa League, but trying to carry that on in Europe this season. Why would you do this to me, Mark? It's a nice I know, sunny I'm day. Sorry. I was having a nice time. Listen, a, a grudging respect for their European form. I you can't, nothing but applaud it. I, I, I watched a lot of West Ham's game in the Europa League. It's a really decent standard. And for mm. them, you know, to get as far as they did, but, you know, incredible from them. And, you know, they, they've continued that. It's, they're going to be another force in the league this season. But yeah, grudging respect. Listen, a, a Scottish team doing well in Europe should be good for as, as a nation and also just for yes. the experience of the players. It'd be, it'd be great as long as there's a few Scottish players coming through the ranks. But um, at the same time, it's good to have a, a, a club on the map. Hope Celtic can emulate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I know it's a cliche to say this, but but Ibrox is, it does act really as a 12th man, doesn't it? I think there's lots of teams in Europe that wouldn't really fancy going to a a, a, a packed stadium like that with that sort of fan base. Do you think that, as an ex-player, how much of a difference does that actually make? Or is it something that the media sort of blows up a little bit? I think the the thing is that people have forgotten about uh, what a fortress it can be because uh, Rangers just hadn't been there for quite a while. You don't expect to go to, uh, uh, with all due respect, as a Scotsman talking, that teams are coming over and just don't know the history, don't know the fans, don't know, you know, the how passionate they are. So when they get met with a wall of 30, 40, 50,000 uh, very noisy Scottish fans on an evening, uh, you know, Champions League or European mm. evening, it can, it catch you off guard. I think once, I, I think a lot of teams knew back in, maybe, you know, when Celtic were doing well in the Champions League, that they knew what to expect. They knew they were coming into an atmosphere. But, it's a different thing when you're shouting across the pitch and you can't hear your teammate and, you know, it's a wave of, of attack coming at you. It's like being a boxer. You know, once you start getting hit, all the plans go out the window. Yeah, absolutely. It's also like you can you can see the stadium move. When you watch it on, on TV, you can see how much the gantry is being moved by the sort of rocking of the fans. It, it looks great. It looks like a, like a 1970s game. It's uh, something about it that I really like. <laughs> Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on. The second story in those headlines was that the uh, midfield, uh, Man City midfielder Bernardo Silva could be on his way out. Um, 
I, I don't understand how Barcelona are doing this. Um, people much smarter than me have explained it. I still don't quite understand how they've got around it. Maybe they won't long term, but looks like he's going to join Barcelona. Um, they're the, they're the rumours coming out again this morning. It's one thing losing Gabriel Jesus and, and Raheem Sterling. I think it's quite another to lose a player like Bernardo Silva. I think he's been maybe their best player for the last couple of seasons now. Uh, how much of a blow would this be to Man City? And also, who do they replace him with, if at all? Yeah, he's been the one that's been coming through, hasn't he? Almost as if like waiting patiently to, to be the focal point, um, you know, over, over David Silva and taking over from players yeah. of that calibre um, and, you know, get letting De Bruyne move in, into other positions on the pitch, you know, either play slightly deeper or play more advanced, just depending on what they need for the match. But, um, yeah, be a huge blow. And just, yeah, fascinating to see how Barcelona seems to have a... Um, a printing machine just churning out money in the in the basement or something because I don't know how they can justify this the current turmoil going on at the club or I don't know if it's just a big PR thing to say look we're we're, we're still in with in yeah know, we in could with do this if we wanted yeah, yeah exactly and it seems a little bit you know uh, they're a bit lawless at the moment he'd be crazy to go I I, I really think he'd be crazy to go but you've got players Mimares uh, Grealish players that I know don't play exactly the same position, but you've got players that that are not necessarily starting every week, and um, that you know that could just basically have a starting slot. Um, I, mm. I think Foden, Foden, a perfect example of that. I think it's time for him to be playing every week, and and if he isn't, you know, I know, I know, with the amount of games City have, they're always going to get their games up. But this this might be a chance for for some of those to really stick a claim. Yeah, the, the price tag there is about eighty to eighty five million euros. I mean, obviously that's a huge amount of money, but it seems like a bargain to me. Having said that. Man City seem like a very pragmatic team. If a player doesn't want to be at the club anymore, they they let him out. I mean, it, it's it's the it's the recipe of having a good dressing room, isn't it? If if you want to price him out of a move and keep him at the club, that's probably detrimental. Yeah, and listen, if if Sunday's game at West Ham's anything to go by, uh, they can bypass that area of the pitch completely with Harlan. Now. <laughs> just slide it, yeah. just slide it down the channels and up front, you won't be touching the ball. You have Fred and McTomley in that midfield. It wouldn't matter anymore. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, final story of the day. We talked about it yesterday, Grits. We had uh, Miguel Delaney from The Independent on telling us about Manchester United's recruitment policy. Uh, the Marco Anatovic deal is off. That's finished now. Big fan backlash. Um, I'll just give you a, a, a quick quote. This was from uh, Samuel Luckhurst, of course, football journalist, excellent football writer. He said he spoke to one United season ticket holder of 30 years who said he'd emailed Richard Arnold to say he would be cancelling the season ticket if United signed Arnautovic for both sporting and principal reasons. He's been told many other fans inform club of outrage at Arnautovic's bid and threatened similar action. So for various reasons, people don't want him for sporting reasons and for you know alleged racism and whatever off the pitch. Um, it shows though, Martin, that actually fans do have some power in this. Direct action certainly does seem to affect things still. Yeah, potentially, uh, or it shows that the club, as Miguel said, has no real official transfer policy and they're putting it on the manager to, to bring in players that he knows, which is all he can do. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, just Alexa's even telling me not to sign on out of it in the background there. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but at, at the 33, in all honesty, you've got a you know player that probably wouldn't have added much to, um, to them go forward, but it's the antithesis of the Bernardo Silva deal. It's a player now that instead of it being a positive 
or um, you know, a positive PR thing, it's a completely negative PR spin. So yeah, we'll see how they recover from that. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to do some serious business soon because you know the window's shut soon. Imagine that though. Imagine just getting people in that you know. Um, it's very much like this podcast. Tomorrow we we'll might have someone that we both know, Martin, as a guest on the show. Let's wait and see. Um, <laughs> all right. That's all we've got time for. We'll be back same time tomorrow on the Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.